0: Welcome to Mindful Mostly. I'm Andrea Collins and I'm pretty into mindful living. I mean, mostly. This show is about balance. It's a wellness show, but an honest one. No judgment here, sister. You know that. So what do you want for yourself right now? I know that I want to be my best self. I want to be clear about my dreams so they become reality. I wanna crush some goals and then set some new ones and maybe finally start remembering to take vitamins. And I think that you're the same. If you've been having trouble clearing your head lately, tune into episode seven's mini meditation. Melanie Tesler's vibe is insane. You gotta get in on it. Also, we hear a lot about manifesting and why it's so great, but are you doing it right? Find out in episode two with one of the world's leaders in the game, Elise Santilli. Also subscribe to the podcast and let me know what you think. What kind of episode do you want to hear come up? Join the community, which I'm so happy to be part of with you guys at mindful, mostly on Instagram. Now question, do you struggle with confidence? Maybe one day you have it, so much of it, You just walk out the door with a bounce in your booty, and then the next day it's gone. Like, you know your sense of humor is fire, and you have great taste in footwear, but you don't feel as unstoppable when you're talking to your boss. On this episode, we are going to break that down with Kelly Rikus. She is going to tell us about her confidence journey and how you are going to get over your hurdles too. But first, is the Soul Nugget shout out. And this one comes from at Thringer on Instagram. We repeat what we don't repair. So true. And then this one from Moondrop Wellness. The only thing getting lit tonight is my Palo Santo. Are joined by Callie Rikus. She's got a really cool story and definitely a confidence journey. I don't know about you but confidence is something that I think we all struggle with and we all evolve with throughout our lives. Now I want to tell you a bit about uh, Callie. She started as an entertainment journalist then she went off on her own became a freelancer now CEO, boss lady of this incredible gym, sort of like fitness community called Body Love Bolo.
1: What's up girl? Hi. That was a really nice intro. I'd like to play that over <laughs> and over to myself at night.
0: Okay, actually you can, cause it's the podcast. Oh yeah,
1: I'm actually gonna do that.
0: <laughs> <laughs> okay, now tell me about your
1: confidence journey. Yeah, I mean, I want to couch all conversations about confidence with the fact that nobody is 100% confident 100% of the time. That's unrealistic. It's unreasonable. Take it out of your mind. It's not going to happen. The other thing is being unconfident is sometimes okay, because it means you're pushing yourself to do cool shit that you haven't done before, you know, stepping outside your limits and growing as a person. Um, having said that I'm in that process exactly right now. Um, as you said, I do not come from a business background. Um, I am starting a business with zero business experience. (laughs) Woo hoo. It's been so fun. Uh, steep learning curve, but obviously a piece of that is 100% to do with the fact that I lacked in confidence in that industry. And so the last, I would say year has been me, Attempting to boost my confidence to make this business happen um, and to do it with some kind of semblance of mental stability. Yeah. Um, So it's a topic that I have a lot of experience with recently. And then before my confidence issues arose in the um, entrepreneurial world, because this is a new world for me, I would say that most of my life, my confidence issues had to do with... um, how I felt about my body, my appearance, so my personal self confidence in in how I appeared to others, and certainly really, that's a such big a big piece. thing, you know, like such a big thing that we all think about so much is, do I look pretty? Do I look overweight? Or do I look old? Yeah, fuck, yeah. why this is so ridiculous? But I lived it, and I'm still living it. Like again, to couch it with, not every day is 100 percent confident for me, um, but having been through it, I would say. No confidence in any area of the world can start if you don't have confidence in your actual self inside out. So, like if you truly are unhappy with who you are, the rest of it is going is gonna be really tricky. So, I think I am where I am now and able to sort of like overcome my confidence obstacles in the entrepreneurial world because I did the work on the inside beforehand so that's sort of like the foundation you gotta get the foundation because
0: especially when it comes to starting something new one can be riddled with self-doubt because that's a confidence thing 100 percent. you're like okay so you started this great gym and it's going to be this incredible social space Mm -hmm. but at some point like did you ever say to yourself wait this is a bad
1: idea or "Why, why is this special every single day Every single day is a roller coaster of, like, this is incredible. I am a trailblazer. <laughs> I can't believe I'm here. And, like, patting myself on the back. And there are huge dips in in time during the day that I'm like, okay, this is the dumbest idea. No one's ever going to come. I don't know what I'm doing. What are we doing here? So, yes. Yeah. There's both at play. For sure. And mm-hmm. so,
0: obviously, you've said to yourself, though, okay, Cut the shit. Let's let's silence that voice yes. and do it anyway. Yes,
1: one hundred percent. And that takes a certain realm of confidence as well. I think it takes a certain realm of awareness. So I think the first step for me in in both in my body confidence and in my confidence in the business world was identifying those negative thoughts. Where it is, I don't know what the fuck I'm doing. I shouldn't be here. I don't belong. I don't know where to go from here. Um, So recognizing those moments, or if it's like, I'm fat today, no one's going to think I'm pretty, this outfit looks stupid on me. Those are not that different in mindsets. But I think the first step is being aware of them. So okay, they arise. Okay, now I recognize that I'm having this moment where I don't think I can do this. But usually, it's a little bit deeper than you think it is. It's not just like, ah, I can't do this. I don't know what I'm doing. The second piece for me is like, what am I really saying? What am I really afraid of? So if it's, for example, coming here and being with you, Andrea, and talking on your podcast, and I think to myself, I I can't. I'm scared. I I don't think I can deliver a decent interview. It's like the question is, what do you mean by that? Is it because you've never done it before? Is it just an area where you lack experience? Um, Did someone once tell you that you were bad at that? Why do you feel this way? And then once we can kind of identify the the factors that play in, I think we can start to compartmentalize and make it a little bit more manageable. Mm. So when I was getting into business, for sure, it was just this lack of experience and, and a lack of knowledge. And then once I realized that, I could kind of like take those things piece by piece and remind myself what I needed to know to make it Okay for me. So it's like I'm learning every day. And if I have a question, I'll ask someone. Mm. No one's going to let me go bankrupt. I'm never not going to have a roof over my head. Mm -hmm. Um, And so, sort of unpacking, like, what's the worst that could happen? That's another piece of it. What is the worst case scenario? I come here and I flub a few words, you know, or I teach a bad class one day and those people don't come back, you know, really. And or someone sees me out in a crop top and then what? (laughs) Right. Like, yeah. I think when we when we make it a little bit smaller, it's so much easier to digest. And yeah. then you're like, it's like the boogeyman in the closet. And then you realize it's just a few shirts. Mm-hmm. Um, so identifying and- where that
0: voice is coming from mm-hmm. and how it got there. I think yeah. that's such I think that's such good advice. When you were going from working for a company to becoming a freelancer. Yeah. I think that's something that a lot of women at this stage are interested in doing. How did you get brave in that situation? Knowing that basically your paycheck was up to you.
1: Yeah. Well, I want to say that like I come, I, I'm in a place where I'm in a relatively privileged position. I don't want it to be like, well, it didn't matter if I ate or not. Like, I have a partner that's extremely supportive. I, I want to make that clear. I'm not. Um, I never want to be ungrateful for the position I was in when I got to make that choice. Um, but I think the other thing was identifying that my fear of going freelance was exactly why I needed to do it. Because I never wanted to look back and think I didn't take a leap because I was scared I wouldn't succeed. I want to look back and think I took every leap because I knew I would succeed. So, again, it's that language shift between, you know, this sort of negative I can't do it and this positive I will do it. Mm. And I think the other thing is like there's sort of a cliche that I think we all toss around that is like, you know, it always works out in the end. And cliches, as as cliche as they are, like generally have some truth to them. Mm-hmm. Usually, not always, you know, I can't make that blanketed statement, but usually, usually things work out. And it's kind of like a blind faith and a trust in the process and really like a trust in yourself. Also, people don't want to see you fail or care
0: as much as you think that they do.
1: Yeah. I think the other piece of confidence, some of it is so internal and the other piece is still internal, but it has to do with other people. And that is like this fear of like judgment. Mm-hmm. Um, so it's that piece of like, what are these people going to think if I forget my lines in a play? Or if I go into a real estate meeting and don't know the terms that they're saying. Mm-hmm. And then the other piece is remembering that like, they care as much about you as you do about them. Probably not very much. And that's maybe something else to unpack in another (laughs) podcast of like why we don't fucking care about each other. (laughs) But to be honest we're so wrapped up in our own stuff that um, most people aren't giving it that much thought. So I think we all overestimate the amount that people think about us. Mm -hmm. Sorry to tell you. Mm -hmm. We don't care. No one cares if you take... So for example, I talk about this um, recently because it's something I've reflected on. In 2017 I decided it would be the year I worked out in a broad top regardless of how quote unquote fat I felt that day regardless of the workout regardless of who else was there I was going to push myself to do this really uncomfortable thing that I felt really unconfident in Mm -hmm. and the the truth is how many times have you looked around a gym and thought like "Ooh, why is she wearing a bra top or like you know what an ugly workout outfit like it just doesn't cross our minds we're so in it and trying to be present in ourselves, and worried about our own, you know, cellulite, that we have very little time to worry about others. Yeah. What do you think of social media and
0: confidence? Mm. Do you think it's good for confidence or bad bad for confidence?
1: So I think that social media, um, in most of the topics that we, you know, use to like, talk about it, it's like such a double edged sword. So I was just with a client, actually, like, the sweetest kindest, most warm-hearted girl who boxes with me, um, who just went on a journey herself to get healthy. She was extremely overweight as a teenager and has lost a bunch of weight in a really healthy way. And not only has she gotten healthy in her body, but she's also gotten healthy in her mind. She's really, really um, trying to elevate her self-talk, and to become more self-assured. She is kind of a popular Instagram account, and her mom said to her recently, like, you're so vain. And she was like, mom, I'm not vain, I'm just proud of myself, and I'm proud of who I am. So like, she's trying to assert her confidence by posting these selfies. Um, And other people, I think, see that as, like, self-absorbed, especially from a certain generation. Mm -hmm. Um, Or we're constantly, like, it's like we're all telling each other to be more body positive. But then when we post photos of ourselves, you know, maybe they're a little bit sexier. Maybe they're, like, glamour shots or whatever. And it makes us feel good. other people are like, ooh, I can't believe she posted that, like, self-absorbed glamour shot. So I think just like many other things in life, like, there is a line. But I think in certain ways it's been great for confidence so that people you know, like my client can have an outlet to, to showcase um, her progress, both inside and out. Mm -hmm. I think the other piece is like, Um, we do compare ourselves to each other and this gives us a a platform where we're always aware of what other people are doing and having said that we're always aware of what they're doing and only getting the most filtered beautiful versions of what they're doing 100 percent. so like even if I'm having the shittiest day I try to be as honest as I can on my Instagram because it's a piece of my brand is this sort of honesty but like you know a couple times out of 10, there might be a day where I'm just not feeling it and I still post something that is like perfectly filtered and like the perfect angle, perfect lighting. Yeah. And that's not real. So we're comparing ourselves to this sort of like superficial version of everyone's life. So it's just a tricky, it's tricky. I think, again, it's just about being aware of the thoughts that we have when we're engaging, um, attempting to filter our feeds with things that make us feel good. And putting messages into the world that we feel good about and that pump our tires. Because at the end of the day, that's important too. And it's okay. It's okay to celebrate yourself. And I think that, like, you know, we're all a little afraid to be vain, to be – to put ourselves out there. Or to unfollow those people that
0: rub us the wrong way online. Have you – I did a big purge a while ago, and nobody called me on – unfriending them, I guess you would say, or unfollowing them. But I did
1: think, oh, what if they do notice? And then Mm -hmm. I thought, hmm, I actually don't care if they notice. And I think you did that important thing, which is like weighing out what the consequences are. So like, what if they notice? And what if they care? First of all, they'll care for like 2.6 seconds. Yeah. And then, what, and then what happens to you? Some people have an
0: app, though, where they can see if you unfollow them. And those them. people deserve to be unfollowed. <laughs> I know, right? I I have to say, I struggle with posting the bad pictures of me. That's yeah. what, like, your significant other, that's what your boyfriend is for. They post the ones where you
1: don't look perfect. <laughs> <laughs> like, hey, really, that one? <laughs> right? Really? Did you even look at it? Oh, my God. Cool, Steve cool, cool. posted
0: this picture of me walking back from the bathroom when we were in Mexico. I looked like total <laughs> shit, and then I realized that there were tacos the tacos had been delivered while I was in the washroom and I was making this face like oh my god <laughs> and then that's when he took a picture
1: but maybe that's when you're most beautiful to him <laughs> so maybe so. he's seeing that photo and seeing something totally different I know you see so you've got to like let go of that 100% control I think we should all take it upon ourselves to post a bad photo a week that's a good challenge Oof, that's let's do it it's tough yeah, it is tough. So, it is tough. It's tough. It's we weird. All, yeah. I think like we all just want people to like us and think we're beautiful. And I think we all need to stop doing that. I think we need to like ourselves and, and we need to think we are beautiful. Mm-hmm. And then the rest of it won't matter as much. Do you have like a mantra
0: that you wake up and you look
1: in the mirror and you say to yourself? So I never believed in affirmations. Um, but my husband believes in affirmations, which is kind of funny because he's so not cheesy like that. But he went through um a dark time with his health and had a m- bunch of setbacks, and he started doing this um and found it was really beneficial for him. So, if ever I'm in a funk, he forces me to do affirmations, and I'll tell you what it is. And this is like mm-hmm. kind of embarrassing. No, I love it. but he makes me repeat to myself, I'm beautiful, I'm powerful, and life is amazing. Aww. Does he say that? He says so? it to me Oh. and forces me to say it back. Yes, I am. I'm married to an incredible human. Yes. But it does work. And, you know, at first I'm like, I'm beautiful, I'm powerful, and life is amazing. And then by the end, I'm like, I am fucking beautiful and life is amazing. You know? And, yeah. like, that is so awesome.
0: I want to end on that note because I think that that's really special and something we should – all do and do for others yes do you know what i mean yes like I that do. that little thing that he does for you turns the whole world around doesn't it at least the day yeah <laughs> <laughs> thank you so much for stopping by um if you want to follow cali online what's your handle cali fit c-a-l-e-i-g-h fit Thanks. Oh. oh confidence we love it we want it but sometimes we lack it. I think a big part of confidence is recognizing what you're surrounding yourself with. I think I'm like a fairly confident person and I I credit that a lot to my mom. My mom was never shitting on herself or her appearance or what she did for a living or whatever. Like she just I never heard her speak ill of those things. Doesn't mean she was walking around telling the world how great she was. But I just never heard her speak down about herself. And I really thank her for that because I realize how much that affected me. And I think about friends that had parents that maybe weren't as supportive or positive and that sticks with them every day, even as they're adults, that little voice in the back of their head. So I think a good challenge for this week is really identifying what you're surrounding yourself with. Do you have some shitty people in your life? Like, if you go out on Saturday night, is it not just about having a laugh? It's about how great you look? Do you feel like your group of friends is comparing each other and it's become a bit of a a game? That's not fun. Also, who are you looking at online, right? We've already had this talk before. Delete all those people that don't make you feel good about yourself, and just replace it with inspirational quotes, man. (laughs) That's what I did. Feels great. Confidence is something that everybody needs to work on. And if you're surrounding yourself with with things that just don't make you feel like the top-notch gal that you are, you've got to rethink those things. Also, start crushing literature that's all about self-acceptance. Because you, my friend, are good enough. And the world needs to know it right and that is episode nine of the mindful mostly podcast i don't know if you know but on january 31st there is like the craziest supermoon going on and an eclipse so we are going to talk to a moon spell expert Uh yeah she is going to tell us how do a live by the moon? Because sometimes I'm not gonna lie, it's super fucking complicated. When I hear all these people talking about it, so she's gonna really simplify it for us, and <laughs> she's going to tell us how to cast moon spells. That is coming up in episode ten. Until then, subscribe to the podcast and leave a review. Let me know what you think. Plus, join the community on Instagram at mindful mostly.